0: People have been worrying about the end of the world for a long time. Many possibilities have been imagined. Maybe we'll kill ourselves in a nuclear war. Maybe climate change will take us back to the Stone Age. Maybe a pandemic will wipe us out. Maybe an asteroid or dragons or zombies or killer robots or nanobots will spell our doom. Will there be an end of the world? I have good news for you. Here's the short answer. Yes, the Bible says the world in which we live will come to a very violent end. That's good news, you ask? Absolutely. This world full of cruelty and suffering and oppression and pain will end, but it will be replaced by a new world that will be so much better. That is very good news. The Bible tells us how we can survive the end of this old world and how we can enter the fantastic new world to come? That's the question we're going to explore today. If you'll give me a few minutes, I'll show you the sobering, but also hope-filled answer in the Bible. Will there be an end of the world? The Greek words translated as world in the Bible don't usually refer to our planet, but rather an order, a system, or an age. So when we think of the end of the world, we need to think of the end of the way things are ordered during a given time. The Bible specifically speaks in this way of three worlds. First, the ancient world, destroyed by the flood of Noah's time. It also extends to the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, destroyed by divine fire. Secondly, the present time, which the Bible calls the present evil world, or age. And thirdly, the world to come. That is a wonderful time, which we'll discuss in a few minutes. This present world must come to an end, so that magnificent world to come can replace it. But first of all, why is this present age called evil? And does that have anything to do with its end? The Bible explains that this world is evil because of who is running the show, Satan. Ultimately, of course, God rules everything. He is the Almighty. But in the beginning of human life on earth, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve rejected God's rule over them. They chose to believe God's adversary, Satan, in the form of a serpent, rather than believe the words of the Creator. They chose to decide for themselves what was good and what was evil, rather than trusting and obeying God. So the Bible shows that God has temporarily withdrawn from the affairs of humanity, with only a few exceptions. He's still working out a great master plan for the salvation of human beings, but He has allowed us to go our own way and be under the spiritual influence of Satan for a time. Of course, many people today don't believe in the existence of Satan. They think he's just a mythical metaphor for bad things in the world. That's one of Satan's greatest tricks. He's convinced most people he doesn't exist. That frees his hand to inject evil attitudes into the minds of people all over the world. For example, the apostle Paul stated, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Did you catch that? The Bible calls Satan the god of this age. With the lowercase g, he's not the true god, but still a god in the sense that people do what he wants. This verse says he has blinded the minds of people to the point that they can't understand certain basic spiritual truths. Satan doesn't control our minds but he can and does prevent people from understanding certain kinds of knowledge. In addition to being the god of this world, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. How can Satan work in the sons of disobedience? Through the power of the air, working through the invisible. Satan can put tempting thoughts of disobedience in our minds. The adversary of God emanates attitudes and emotions that lead people to rebel against God and His way of love, to dislike any and all authority. That's why the Bible says that Satan deceives the whole world. It talks about people needing to escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Satan has a will. Have you ever asked yourself why the world is such a mess? Why the selfishness, the arrogance, the violence, the hatred, the wars? Satan loves all that. He's doing his best, like a drug dealer, to keep humanity hooked on self-destructive ways of thinking and therefore acting. The Bible says that the closer we come to the end of this present order, or perhaps disorder is a better word, the more enraged Satan is going to become. Revelation 12, 12 speaks of Satan coming in great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. God is ultimately in control, but He's allowed Satan to be in charge for a while. Are things getting worse? Have you noticed a rise lately in attitudes of anger and hatred in the world? A rise in disdain and arguing and fighting and an increasing willingness to resort to violence? The prince of the power of the air is behind all that. Brace yourself, because things are going to get much worse before they get much better. What does the Bible say about the end of this world, or age? Remember, it's not the death star-like destruction of the planet. It's the end of this age, this order of things. Let's look at a few passages that describe what will lead up to the end of the age. In Matthew 24, the disciples asked Jesus, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? This is one of the most important prophecies of the end time, Jesus' own words about what will happen at the end of this age. That tells us already that the final end of this age will be marked by the return of Jesus Christ To the earth. Jesus answered, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. We should note here something vitally important. False prophets will come in his name, claiming to represent the true historical Jesus, preaching that he is the Christ. They will preach Christ and claim to represent him but their message will be false. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for My name'sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come." So the signs showing that we're getting close to the end include religious deception, wars and threats of wars, famines, disease epidemics, earthquakes, persecution against Christians and Christianity, societal breakdown, false prophets who will deceive many, despair and hatred, and the good news of the kingdom of God being preached to all the world. The book of Revelation explains other events that will happen just before the end of this age. You should know in advance, these events sound fantastical, perhaps impossible, but this is what the Bible says. You can read it for yourself. We'll show you the references. God is almighty. He's easily capable of making these events occur. He made the heavens and the earth and He could destroy them. He won't destroy the planet, but He is going to shake it like it's never been shaken before. So what does the Bible say? There will be strange, frightening phenomena in the heavens. The sun and the moon will grow dark. Massive meteorite showers will strike the earth like figs falling from a tree shaken by a storm. Massive storms and an earthquake will shake the earth. Then we'll begin what Revelation calls the Day of the Lord, when God will stun the world in preparation for the return of Jesus Christ. Hail, fire, and blood will rain down from heaven. The fire will scorch and destroy one-third of all the plant life around the world. Something the size of a mountain on fire will strike the oceans, and a third of all the seas in the world will turn to blood, killing the sea life in those parts. A flaming meteorite will impact the earth, and it will turn a third of all fresh water bitter and toxic. No doubt mass migrations will begin as people try to find water to drink. The sun and the moon will be dimmed once again by one third. Days will be eerily dark, and nights will be pitch black. A great army will emerge with weapons that resemble locusts, perhaps something like helicopters, These weapons will be non-lethal, but able to cause great agony in their targets, like the sting of scorpions. They will maneuver and drive people mad with pain for five months. The pain will be so great that people will wish to die to escape it. Then an army of 200 million soldiers will form to conquer much of the world, including the Middle East. The Bible says this army will kill a third of the population of the planet. It is at this time that Jesus Christ will return to the earth. That great army will assemble in the plain of Megiddo in Israel, a place called in Revelation Armageddon. From there they will march to Jerusalem, where Jesus Christ will have returned at the head of an army of angels. It is at Jerusalem that all those soldiers who are trying to prevent Jesus from beginning his reign over the world will be destroyed. The destruction of that evil army will mark the end of this world, of this present evil age. It will mark the end of mankind's rebellion against God, and it will allow the foundation of the world to come. Perhaps you're wondering, why will God allow or, and even cause, so much death and suffering? The answer is because people will refuse to repent of their sins and submit to the rule of Jesus Christ. It says several times in Revelation, in the middle of these earth-shattering events to come, people will not repent of their sins. It will take punishments of this magnitude to force people to submit to their Creator, so that the great blessings can begin. So there it is, according to the Bible the end, not of planet Earth, but of this world, of this age. For those who don't know what the Bible teaches, going through those incredible events will seem like a fatal ending, like everyone is going to die. And in fact, everyone would die if God did not intervene to stop people from committing collective suicide. Jesus also prophesied, for then there will be great tribulation that is chaos misery horror such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time no nor ever shall be and unless those days were shortened no flesh would be saved this is speaking not of spiritual salvation but of physical survival but for the elect's sake those days will be shortened the elect are those called And chosen by God that great tribulation is not of God it comes from the actions of men in rebellion against God so he will intervene to save us from ourselves but to do so he must strike hard it will be very tough love he will end this world in order to end the viciousness and the cruelty of men God is watching what's going on down here And he really does care. That describes the end of this present evil age. What does the Bible say about the world to come? Let's have a peek. The Bible is full of promises about a wonderful world ahead. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and peace there will be no end, upon the throne of David and over His kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of Hosts will perform this. Christ will rule over all the earth. His rule will continue to increase and expand, bringing peace, judgment, and justice to everyone under it. Satan, God's adversary, will be imprisoned in a way that will prevent him from troubling the peace of the world. He won't be able to instigate rebellion against God. Spiritual blindness will slowly disappear. Everyone will learn God's way of love and cooperation. The Ten Commandments will be the law of the land, and there will be no crime. There will be no more war, because God will not allow it. Jerusalem, then truly a city of peace, will be the capital of the world. The earth will be completely and magnificently reconstructed out of the wreckage of this present evil age. Deserts will be made fertile and arable. God will tame the earth's weather. Rain will come at the best times for agriculture, with no destructive storms or flooding. The world to come will be at peace, a place where all can prosper, where everyone will know the true God." Does that sound too good to be true? In this present evil world, it is too good to be true. This won't be possible until Jesus Christ rules the earth. This is the world to come, promised in the Bible. I encourage you to look up the passages we've been showing on the screen during this video to prove to yourself what is true. Don't believe me. Believe the Bible. Can we be sure that we can physically survive the end of this world? No physical prepping can save us from the end about which we've just read. The Bible shows that most faithful Christians will be physically protected. But the Bible also speaks of Christian martyrs in the end time. Some will die as witnesses of what will shortly come to pass. But in the end, the most important question is not can I save my skin in this world for a few more years, but rather, how can we be sure to enter the wonderful world to come and inherit eternal life? The answer to that question is that we must put our lives in God's hands now and live in obedience to His ways of life, His commandments, His instructions. Then we can be sure we'll be granted entry into that wonderful world to come, either by living into it or by the resurrection of the dead to immortal life, which will occur at the return of Jesus Christ. On this hope for the future, God's promises are iron-clad. I urge you to download our free booklet, The Book of Revelation, The Storm Before the Calm. It gives a clear overview of the fascinating but enigmatic book that has captivated and confused people for 2,000 years. To see the encouraging prophecies about the world to come, Download our free booklet, The World to Come, What It Will Be Like. You almost certainly have not read anything like it. You can find the links in the show notes to get your free downloads. This present evil world is going to end, and violently. It will be more terrible than any time in human history. God will have to end it to save humanity from itself, and to usher in the wonderful world to come a world more fabulous than we can easily imagine. For Life, Hope and Truth, I'm Joel Meeker, reminding you, there's a better world ahead. Before you click off, If you want more content like this, don't forget to ring the bell, like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. The Bible is incredibly misunderstood, but we're dedicated to helping you know the truth about what it says. You can also find a lot of information on our website, lifehopeandtruth.com. We offer it completely free. Be sure to check it out, and thanks.